0: welcome back to the get up and glow podcast i'm your host and my name is becca and i'm the owner of be strong i am here to help you nourish your health your mind and your happiness so without further ado let's jump on into this week's episode first of all a massive welcome back to the podcast i'm so excited to have you joining me today and i'm really excited to be delving on into this week's episode i have got not one but two things i'm going to be talking about today i'm The first one is, I'm gonna be delving into three things that I would have told my past self when I was starting out my journey of healing my food relationship. So if you're someone who really wants to commit to the the deep process of healing your food relationship like you want to like heal your food relationship so you have lifelong food freedom you want to end the battles with food once and for all and you're really ready just to experience a healthy food relationship then oh my gosh these three things i'm going to share are going to be so game-changing for you um and really, really pivotal on your journey. And if you are someone who's been working on your food relationship a little bit, this is still gonna be really, really beneficial to you. I think sometimes having these reminders is so crucial on your food freedom journey. I'm also gonna be having a little conversation about confidence, only a brief one. I have got some episodes lined up, in regards to a bit more uh, confidence uh, chats, mainly because like in my own journey as well, like I'm deeply like resonating a lot with confidence um, and conversations around confidence. So I am feeling very drawn to talk a lot more around that. So do expect some of those coming up as well. And just because I'm feeling so called cool to talk about something in particular today, I-, I just wanted to add it to this episode. I'm a huge believer that, ideas and conversations come to you for a reason. And I know today there's a reason that I want to talk about this. I know someone out there probably needs to hear it. So we are going to go through that as well. Before I do jump on into that, I'm going to go through this week's crystal. I've brought along uh, Malachite. I have brought this along recently, I believe, but mainly I've brought this along because I have been ridiculously drawn to this crystal over the past few weeks. It's crazy. Like I am talking. It's in my bag everywhere I go. <laughs> it's in my pocket if I'm going out for a walk. It's with me when I'm at home. It's in the car when I'm out and about. Like it's it's attached to me. Like I can't go anywhere without it at the minute. And I thought, you know what? We need to come along to the podcast. and um, I'm basically got an obsession with Malachi at the minute. So Malachi's coming along with us. And I'm really drawn to it. Actually, I know obviously Malachi is fantastic for protection. Um, but also for like drawing out negative energies which I feel like is really fitting right now where we are and for where a lot of us are actually after the um the blooming that we had the other day obviously that's symbolizing for a lot of people change and new beginnings and I'm I'm feeling this myself and a lot of my clients I've spoke to or people in my personal life They're experiencing this sensation of like new ideas coming to surface, new ventures happening, new opportunities coming their way, Uh, big bouts of change that may feel a bit scary at first. But they're going through lots of change, lots of new beginnings. Old things are falling away, and new new things are coming into fruition, and just just a lot of change for a lot of people right now. And. I think malachite Malachi is fantastic for that because, because it draws out so much of the negative energy when there's maybe that element of being apprehensive around so much change and new beginning, which by the way, I deeply resonate with, just having that crystal with you to draw out some of that negativity, I feel like really supports just having deep trust and faith on your path right now and having deep trust that everything is working out. Like I totally get it when... Changes happening or things feel a little bit up in the air or new beginnings are coming through at first it's not always easy like of course it can be exciting but I know it can be very worrying because change is happening and when we have a lot of change going off at once it's a lot to sometimes handle so it's just and I will say this to anybody who resonates with this because I've had so many conversations around this recently if you are going through a season of change right now and um, maybe old things are like falling away and it's making room for new things and there's an element of uncertainty Um maybe there's ideas that you've got and it's trying to like put them into light whatever it might be right now Please have faith and trust within your path that things are working out as they're meant to work out. Like I always remind myself of this. First of all, if you go through difficulty, you've made it through that before, and oh my gosh, you can make it through that again. But I know in my journey, anyway, and I know a lot of people probably relate to this. Is any time I've been through something a bit tough or a little bit uncertain a few months later i'll look back and i'll completely understand why i had to go through that because it taught me so much and i think sometimes reminding ourselves of that allows us to hold that faith that things are working out and we have to be put in certain situations to help us grow to where we're meant to be so just hold that faith and trust that things are working out i've already gone on a tangent and i said that i wasn't going to do that today but i do feel like maybe that was very important to share um but sit back, relax. If you're on your walk, enjoy a little bit of fresh air. I mean, we are going through a heat wave in the UK right now. Not like I decorated for autumn over the weekend, just gone. So I'm currently sat in my living room because it's too hot in my office. And I am surrounded by spooky and autumn decor. Even though it's a heat wave, I'm still living my best life. So let's jump on into the episode. First thing i want gonna go through is just a quick little conversation around confidence. Like I say, I've got some more episodes. Um upcoming are going to be around confidence and if there are any topics any questions that you have around like confidence the relationship that you have with yourself please feel free to dm me on instagram and i can make some episodes around those as well just to make sure that i'm like releasing the content that's really gonna support you where you're at in your journey right now. But this conversation's actually come off the back of a chat that I had one of my clients yesterday. Um, we had a catch-up call and we were talking about confidence. So just like a teeny bit of backstory, my client had gone through, so basically she'd gone from like no confidence, very low self-esteem, lots of body checking, lots of also hiding her body, and um, basing her whole worth on her appearance, never feeling... Confident within who she is and what she brings to the table. We then got to a point where we'd working on body image, and she was starting to just notice better body image, more gratitude for a body, feeling a lot better. And then where she's at now is like a whole nother level. It's just deep empowerment within her feminine divine, just feeling confident and sexy and powerful, and just really embodying authentic self and I think that's for a lot of people that's the aim isn't it like the aim is to get to that point where we can just deeply embrace ourselves and I'm going to share some more episodes in alignment to that but one thing I wanted to briefly touch upon today is why embodying that um, empowerment is so important within confidence now it does link into like um, feminine energy obviously when I talk about energy it's an energetic thing so masculine and feminine energy it doesn't mean like traits. it just means an energetic thing so uh, masculine energy um so from an, an energetic standpoint is more of this like hustle kind of culture it's about like the drive and the showing up and the doing that kind of energy then we have the feminine energy which is in a lot of context like. contexts uh, the lean back, the playful energy, the fun, the sensuality, that kind of nature. Now within feminine energy yesterday, what I spoke a little bit about with my client is more about like dark feminine energy. And I don't get terrified when I say those words, it's nothing scary, but I'm going to do an actual episode on this, I think. So I think it'd be really interesting. If you want to have an episode all about like energy, specifically like feminine energy to help you with your confidence, let me know, because I'm often asked like Becca, how have you built your confidence up so much, now don't get me wrong, healing my food relationship, healing my body image, and doing the inner work of the shit that was holding me back, have all played such a huge part within my confidence, inner child healing, all stuff like that, but This year, particularly, I've really just been working on embracing more of like feminine energy in particular. I resonate more with like dark feminine energy. You might resonate more with like more soft light feminine energy, or you might resonate with a bit of both. I probably do resonate with a bit of both. But the reason I share this is for me and for a lot of the people I work with as well, starting to connect, you know how we always talk about like science and spirituality. It's that spiritual side of really starting to connect with that, uh, that feminine divine and stepping into your power. Now, within that and embodying that um, empowerment, confidence and a big part of confidence, and I feel like many of us, myself in the past included, society has given us this impression that confidence comes from always obsessing on how we look or always just fixating on appearance or fitting in a mold that the society has told us makes us worthy, but that is far from the freaking case. Now, obviously, a big part of confidence is just feeling empowered about who you are, but also it's things like being able to set boundaries with confidence. When you set boundaries, you will feel so much more confident because you're putting yourself first and you're showing yourself that you're worthy through setting boundaries, holding your power. So I'll share an example. I'm sure my client won't mind at all, um, but we was talking yesterday and she'd uh, gone out with a friend on Saturday and there was a guy who um she spoke to previously, wasn't the most fantastic person, like left her on red and stuff. She saw this guy again and she was like, he wanted to basically talk to her and all this stuff and she was like I'm not wanting to feed into that like I'm not wanting to feed into that energy because you didn't give me the time when you had the chance so I'm holding my power right now that's like a different that's like a one example if we're looking in like dating settings but you can hold your power in so many different ways through your life and that is a big part of confidence as well It's things like being able to use your voice and say the things you wanna say or verbally communicate your boundaries. For a lot of people, it might be embracing your sexy and sensual side. That can be a part of just feeling more in your feminine energy as well. It might be making moves on the things that you wanna do and going, yes, I'm making that move on that because I'm worthy. It's all about reconnecting with your self-worth. And I wanted to share this because I totally get it. So many of us have been made to believe that if you want to be more confident, then you need to always just like fix it on appearance or go have X, Y, Z, dun, Da There's no judgment here, but we're always told these certain things. But confidence is such a broad topic. And like just some of the things that I've shared there will help you connect with your confidence. And if you are someone listening and you're into spirituality or you're wanting to learn more about it, First thing all, I've got some more episodes coming, so make sure to stay tuned to the podcast. But it's very, very important to really reconnect with that feminine divine. And I guarantee that is gonna be a big part on your confidence. This year for me has been one year that I've been the most confident within myself. I've experienced confidence for for a bit now, but this year's took it to a different level because of really embracing that feminine energy specifically for me embracing more of my dark feminine energy and combining that with some of the light but do let me know do you want an episode on that do you want me to do an episode all on about feminine energy i think it could be like quite interesting to talk about um when it comes to the confidence side of things because like i say we're always told how to get confident it's like oh well if you change your body or if you do this xyz but confidence is such a broad topic and when we combine that science and spirituality it's really gonna help with confidence as well. Like I say, within those things, like setting boundaries, using your voice, all of things like that, doing some inner work is vital. Like I would not be setting boundaries now unless I'd done inner child healing at the end of the day. Like I had to do the inner child healing to help me be able to set boundaries. But this is where we say we combine the inner work with the outer work. And that is gonna be like sweet spot for success. So... That's just like a brief little uh, conversation on confidence and really about embodying that empowerment and letting yourself do it, stepping into that empowerment and starting to embody that empowerment. The next thing that I wanna go through is the three things that I would tell my past self, food freedom edition. So if I could go back to when younger me was about to start healing a food relationship, these would be the three things I'd be like, Becca, you need to know this. So sorry if you had your uh, like earphones uh, earphones, uh, earphones, in there because I probably just shouted um, that and you're probably like, wow, that's a bit loud. But these are the things that I would be telling myself and also that I want you to know as well. So the first one is trust the process of healing your food relationship or your body image and know that it's not an overnight process. Now, I cannot sit here and say exactly how long it's going to take you to heal your food relationship or your body image. Everybody is so different. Everybody's paths are so unique. um, And that's very important to say. So I can't sit here and be like, yeah, you'll heal your food relationship um, in like four weeks. Everyone's a little bit different. It's important to know that. What I can also say there, it doesn't have to take ages. There's sometimes we'll see things online which people are like, oh, you know, it can take ages and ages and years and years. And I wanna actually let you know, it doesn't have to take that long. It took me a few years to heal mine, but the 300 women that I've helped heal their food relationship... It's not took them years because ultimately what I've been able to do through my journey is create the exact four-step framework to helping you find food freedom in a shorter time frame, basically in a couple of months. If someone comes to work with me, I guarantee that within a few months, their food relationship is literally flourishing and thriving. So I do always say like, you can't have an exact set point of being like, oh, well, in exactly eight weeks my food relationship should be healed like everybody can be very different but don't think that it's going to take years and years and years and years and in five years time you'll finally have food freedom because when you use the correct framework to create food freedom then it's so possible to achieve it probably a lot faster than what you realize basically in a few months. If you do wanna know that four-step process, um, drop me a DM on Instagram, I'll pop you over some details and then you can go away and utilize that as well. Um, so that's the first thing to know. But what I always do say is it's not an overnight process. And this kind of moves back down to the conversation, I guess, around like consistency and breaking away from that quick fix mentality. I know when we're healing our food relationship, myself in the past included, and maybe yourself as well, It can be easy to come from a background of quick fixes, toxic diet culture, um, this all or nothing mentality, which makes us have this mindset of like, oh, well, if I've not seen fast progress within a few weeks, I don't want it. I resonate. So when I started healing my food relationship in the past, I had done like plans and things that were like, promising me achievements and progress in like six weeks so when I was a few weeks into trying to work on my food relationship and it wasn't healed I was like what the heck is this because my brain had got so used to fast progress and wanting it straight away that when it was taking me a bit of time I was like what the heck like why is it not healed yet so I just want to let you know it's not an overnight process and there can be times where it gets a little bit like frustrating because you're um having to go through the motions like when you first start healing your food relationship you are literally doing like deep subconscious healing and that's not always easy and i know why it can get frustrating but this is where you just have to remind yourself it's not meant to be an overnight process it can take time to work on my food freedom but it's also so worth working on my food freedom and this is why I always say to everybody connect with your why like what does having food freedom mean to you like what is it going to positively change about your life what is having a better body image and relationship with your body going to mean for you what's it going to allow you to do really connect with that deep purpose for why you're on that journey so on those times when your brain is going Oh, we've we've not healed our food relationship yet. Like, why can't I just eat mindfully already? You can then reconnect with the why you're doing it. You can reconnect with that deeper meaning behind it. So I would take some time to really remind yourself of that. Like for me, one of my Biggest things for healing my food relationship is I just wanted to be more present again the big one for me is not only was a relationship myself like in absolute gutter which was impacted by my food relationship and it was impacting me mentally it was also the way that I just couldn't be present when I was enjoying plans and memories with people there was countless Christmases where All I do is worry about food. I remember one Christmas where I ran upstairs while everyone was like downstairs having fun and stuff. And I was trying to calculate on my fitness pal what I'd eaten that day because I was so consumed around food. Like I remember um, a birthday where I didn't have cake that someone literally bought me because I was too worried to have cake. Um, I remember times like that. Whereas now, like my birthday just got on, I, oh, literally sometimes I'm gonna cry. And when, this is why I love talking about food freedom is the way I was able to be so grateful and so present within that day, especially with my partner, because I spent my birthday with my partner. Like when he took me out for food, I was so deeply grateful. I was so present. We was having a beautiful conversation. Like, and afterwards I did cry because it meant so much to me to be able to sit there and just feel so... Present and just soaking up the life that that I'm living in that moment, and that for me was why I was like I'm working on my food relationship and my body image because I don't want to be spending all my time fixating on my body and basing my worth on my body and stressing about food and fixating on numbers because it wasn't serving me anymore. Reconnect with you, I to help you trust the process because it genuinely is one of the best processes and journeys you'll ever, 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 ever go on. Yes, it allows you to change a lot with your future relationship and body image, but it changed so much more than that. Like your relationships will get better. Um, I would not be in the relationship that I'm in today with my partner, which is the most, like I would never thought for me after like my past that I'd ever find a relationship that, was the pure magic and bliss that I wanted and I found that within him and I wouldn't have got that if I didn't heal my food relationship and body image because it allowed me to believe in myself more, it allowed me to deepen my spirituality more, it allowed me to know that I was worthy of things and be more grateful for things and it changed so much. As you can see, basically healing your food relationship and body image, yeah, you can enjoy food, yeah, you can feel better in your body, but so much more than changes as a byproduct. It's literally the catalyst for a big, change and positive growth in your whole entire life okay so the second thing that I tell myself is to step out your comfort zone and know that that sparks growth the best thing I can look at so look at it this way I'm going to use my past self as an example past me was used to um, like obsessively tracking my food and macros like spending hours looking at macros and if something didn't fit they're not having it and trying to make this perfect calculation to ensure I could eat something. Uh, Past me would be stuck in uh, binge restrict cycles. I'd restrict, 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 eat clean. Then I'd go into this massive binge cycle. I'd have lots of food guilt very regularly. I was emotionally eating specifically from stress, but that then sparked a lot of restriction. If any of my life was a little bit chaotic, I'd try and control food and restrict. That was like past me. And then what I wanted was to be more mindful with food, to be intuitive with my body and food again and deeply connect with myself. What I wanted was to be able to go out for social plans and feel just free and present. What I wanted was to not spend every moment of my day worrying about my fitness pal and numbers and macros and being so obsessed with it. That's what I wanted, just more freedom and mental peace really, to be honest, from that. But in order to get from that A to that B, I had to step out my comfort zone. I had to. Because in order to change the beliefs and the behaviours and the mindsets that you're currently at that aren't serving you, you have to do something to change them. Change sparks change. And in order to create that change, you have to step out your comfort zone. An example might be if you've been tracking like, obsessively for so long and obsessing over macros and you want to move away from that behavior then what we have to start doing is start letting go of that tracking bit by bit to slowly start trusting our bodies more we have to start tapping into our intuition again to learning how to listen to our body that's so different to what you've currently been doing which is why it can sometimes feel a bit nervy because you've got to step out your comfort zone and do something different to what you're currently doing to get to where you wanna be. So this is why you have to step out your comfort zone. And I know it can sometimes be a little bit nervous doing that because even if what you're doing right now and the behaviours with food or body image aren't serving you, for a lot of people, they feel safe because you've got used to them. Me, For me, at tracking and being really obsessed with food and fearing food, it wasn't serving me in the slightest. But it felt safe because I'd done it for so many years that it felt like a safety blanket. Even though it wasn't making me happy and it wasn't serving me, it felt safe to my brain because I was so used to it that a world where I didn't do that felt so, it felt very nervy because I was then like, oh, am I gonna lose progress? Am I gonna feel this way? And I stressed about everything. But I'd not be at the place now where, I don't worry about stuff like that. I'm so connected and intuitive with my body that I know how to nourish myself and have food neutrality. I would not be at this place now unless I stepped out my comfort zone. So you have to let yourself step out your comfort zone in order to spark the growth that you want. Even if there's some nerve right now around doing that, it's knowing that that initial discomfort of doing something different is gonna be the thing that helps you get to where you wanna be. It's like if you emotionally eat and food has become your only mechanism for dealing with emotional distress, what you might start doing is try try and explore new coping mechanisms but that's going to be out of your comfort zone but you trust that part of the process because you know exploring new mechanisms is going to help and you start trying to implement them and over time that just feels like your new usual because once again growth happens from stepping out of your comfort zone now with your comfort zone you do have a, do have a threshold very important to say so if you think of like three circles, a small circle, a medium circle, and a bigger circle all going around each other, your small circle is your comfort zone. Your middle circle is like your manageable stepping out your comfort zone. And the bigger circle is like a danger zone, panic, stress, freak out, can't do it. You wanna be in that zone where you're just stepping out your comfort zone enough to create change but you're not doing too much that you're going into panic zone and you want to give up the whole process I'm saying this because I did this and this is why I love to teach what I teach now because the mistakes that I made on my food relationship journey I basically can help you make sure you don't do them so you can achieve food freedom faster this is why I love what I do so for me when I first started healing my food relationship um I stepped out of my comfort zone a little bit too fast and I also didn't have trust in the journey. So I actually gave up and I went back to doing the things I was doing. But I'm glad that happened because it taught me this important lesson that I get to share with you today and it helped me on my journey as well. So just now, so let's say you've been... um, really fearful of certain sweet foods and you feel really guilty around eating them and it causes you a lot of distress around those foods and maybe it stemmed from like toxic diet culture telling you that they're bad and you can explore the why behind it which I'll talk about in actually my third one but that's where you're at now that's just an example so what you don't want to do is now start going every single food that I worry about or feel guilt around, I'm gonna start eating now because it's gonna be way too out of your comfort zone because you're literally into panic mode now. But what you might start doing is learning how to tap into your intuition better and reconnect with your body to help you feel more trust around food because that's where trust around food comes from. It comes from being tapped into your intuition. It's not willpower, it's being in touch with your intuition. So it might look like doing that and then once you've done that start going oh well I'm going out for a coffee din my friend I'm going to give myself permission to have the brownie with my coffee and I'm going to give myself permission to to have it and to try and eat it mindfully and to step out my comfort zone a little bit by giving myself permission to have that food that I've once not let myself have that might feel more manageable does that make sense so be within your threshold but do know it does require stepping out your comfort zone and I always say if that worry around stepping out your comfort zone is holding you back right now just sit with yourself like close your eyes and think of your two options so your first one is you stay as you are probably in a place that isn't serving you right now or the second option is you make that leap even though it might feel a little bit nervous at first and just think where it could lead to. Because I'll tell you one thing, I have never, ever worked with somebody who has worked their food relationship and regret, uh, healed their food relationship and regretted it. Every person I've worked with and helped do it have always been like, it's changed my entire life. So just think by taking that leap and stepping out your comfort zone a little bit, what it could lead to. The possibilities of what it could lead to are magical. And sometimes that can be enough to really help support stepping out your comfort zone. And then the third thing that I would say to my past self is do not, I repeat, do not neglect the subconscious healing. You need the subconscious healing. Also, I made a cup of tea and I think it's gone cold now. I just got so in the flow of this. So I've completely forgot to drink it. But don't neglect the subconscious healing. I have spoke about this on my podcast. I'm just gonna briefly go over it. So your food behaviours, mindsets, body image behaviours, mindsets, relationship with food or yourself, whatever it might be, they all have a cause. Everything has a cause and effect. You don't just restrict because that's just what you've always done. There's going to be a deep reason as to what is influencing your restriction. It's not that you've just automatically got food labels and you see something as good or bad. There's going to be a deep rooted reason for why you feel that way. It's not just that, you know, oh, I've always been an emotional eater. There's gonna be a reason as to what sparked that emotional eating behavior. There's always an a cause, a catalyst, a trigger of what is leading and fueling those behaviors and mindsets. And this is where you have to identify what the subconscious roots are. And this is about getting curious and exploring you, your journey, your past, where you are now, and getting very clear on what has been influencing and driving those behaviours around food in your body. Because, like I say, it's not just a matter of I struggle with food because I don't have willpower. It's not just a matter of oh, I can only, you know, feel mindful around food when I've got a meal plan. It's actually going, well, what Where is it all of this stemmed from? Where is it come from? What is the subconscious roots that are impacting my food and body relationship right now? When you identify those subconscious roots on your own specific journey, because everybody's lives and experiences are super different, you can then start exploring them. You can then start releasing them and letting go. And then you can start moving forward onto the next phases of healing your food relationship. This might sound dramatic, but it's very, very important for me to say, you will never achieve lifelong food freedom unless you do the subconscious healing. Because genuinely, something will keep coming up and biting you on the arse because you've not healed your mindset around it the mindset truly does matter. Um I remember when I first started trying to heal my food relationship, I did not do the subconscious healing. And guess what? I struggled a lot. But when I then committed to actually understanding and identifying what was influencing how I feel around food and body and really going back, even for me like I went back into like teenagers and exploring that of what influenced it, all things like that. Like the full timeline, I was able to identify it and do the the release work that needed to be done to then help me move forward as I always say inner and outer work science and spirituality you have to do the mindset the inner and you know the science working on like brain but also the spirituality of letting things go and you have to combine the two when you do that and you do that subconscious healing is going to be game-changing and if doing like identifying subconscious roots sounds a little bit different to you because once again I know it's not always widely spoke about I didn't know about it when I first started healing my food relationship it's just through my journey that I've been able to connect with that basically all it is so your subconscious brain your subconscious mind will save memories and experiences um and they will be then stored so they can then sometimes trigger you. They can impact how you behave, impact how you think from that past memory, experience, situation that's been saved in your subconscious mind. So what we basically do is delve into the subconscious. We explore, okay, what's maybe maybe in there that's impacting and fueling my behaviours with food and my body, or my mindset around food and my body. Okay, and then we then delve into some methods and ways to release some of these emotional attachments that we've got from the subconscious. Once again, we don't forget or erase memories and experiences. It's not about forgetting. It's about reducing that attachment they have to us to then help you move forward. That's briefly put it. So let's say um, you've had... Um, a parental figure during childhood who um, <clears throat> spoke very negatively around their body. They did a lot of um, diets, there was a lot of diet talk, um, a lot of focus on body and good food, bad food from a young age. <clears throat> from your childhood years now, you're going to have these ideals around food and body, which might be the reason now that you're fixating on your body more, or you talk really negatively towards yourself, or you feel like you have to be Um, a certain weight or size or shape to be worthy because of the experiences from when you were younger or it might be why you've got stuck into yo-yo cycles with food because you've seen that from a young age, as you can see, that can influence it. So what we can do is some conscious healing in this example to supporting a child and to support letting go of some of these things. There are so many subconscious roots and everyone's journey is so different, which is what makes it magical because you get to explore your own journey. And if you want some more support doing that, I have uh, created the Food and Body Love e-journal, which is an online journal that you can purchase and it will take you through the step-by-step journal prompts that you need to identify your individual subconscious roots and to start the process of letting go of some of them. So specifically for what I'm sharing now, subconscious healing, which once again is that first step to food freedom. If you don't do this, you're not gonna have food freedom. And you're like, like, holy shit, I need to do that. Like I need to delve into this. Then that journal is going to be everything that you need. I've carefully devised all of the prompts to make sure that they can help you do that inner work and really delve into it. The journal itself is only £7.50. So it's really, really cost-effective. There's 50 journal prompts in there, step-by-step. There's 30 food love affirmations and 30 body love affirmations and a little activity for you to do at the end. All you need to do if you wanna get your hands on it is go to the link in the show notes, grab your copy. It'll be literally within you straight away. You've got it there and you can start today doing that subconscious healing. And if you commit like a week or so to delve into that, you've already made such a huge chunk of your journey of your food freedom. So make sure to go grab that and any other questions or any more support that you want, whether it's like one-to-one support or you just wanna ask a question or know something, go to my Instagram, DM me, let's have a chat on there, I can give you a bit more guidance or you're welcome to email me and my email is also in the show notes as well if you prefer an email. So they are the three things I tell my past self. I do hope that that, Podcast has given you some insight, support, and some guidance, and you've leaving this episode with some golden nuggets of wisdom and some moments that have really sat with you. If anything has like specifically sat with you through the episode and you've gone away with um and it's really really helped you please feel free to let me know and like I say any questions please don't hesitate to reach out to me I want to say a massive thank you for joining me today I freaking love that episode I loved it that much that my tea has gone freezing cold because I have not drank it but it does not matter it's absolutely fine Um, but thank you so much for joining me Um, I'm really excited for next week's episode any episodes you do want um me to do please let me know also And on that note, have a fabulous week. I'm sending all the abundance and love your way and I'll speak to you all in the next episode.